If you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Hypno What. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening, welcome to the Hypno What podcast. Now, I'm just going to put a very quick disclaimer here that I am having to record and post this episode in one sitting. The lovely family that I'm supporting as a doula are in the very early stages of labour. So that means I'm going to be heading off to join them at some point this evening. And as such, I don't have the usual hours for editing that I normally do on a Thursday night. So please send some good birthy vibes out into the universe for us. You are tuning into episode five, where I'm going to be exploring three different hypnobirthing tools with you. And there's also going to be a wee bonus track, which is going to be released over the weekend. Another relaxation track this time an affirmation focused one focused on building confidence in your body's capabilities so definitely check that out as i've said to you before hypnobirthing is a toolkit that you can use to help you prepare for birth and also to help you to remain calm during birth and there is no one way to do this there is no prescription for a hypnobirth the goal is simply to create a positive mindset around birth and for you to be able to feel positive about the experience before, during and after your birth. And so this hypnobirthing toolkit that I keep harping on about, it's essentially lots of different suggestions for ways that you can try and create a positive mindset or to build on one that you already have. And the reason that I also keep harping on about there being no one specific way of having a hypnobirth is because what works for you will be unique to you. Whenever I run my group hypnobirthing course, there are no two people that ever have the same relaxation rituals or the same use the same combination of tools during labour. And I've actually had a couple of clients recently when they've shared their birth stories with me say something along the lines of and I I forgot all about my hypnobirthing stuff it all just happened and usually I'm just smiling back at them at that point knowing that that's because they didn't need the tracks or the affirmations or any other external cues to tell them that they were safe because they'd really worked on building their self-trust and confidence during pregnancy so that they were able to stay grounded without them And I want to make it pretty clear here that I'm not in any way saying that if you work really hard with a hypnobirthing practice that you're guaranteed to have a positive experience because that's just not true. And anyone who tells you that has their head in the clouds. There is no way to guarantee any one kind of birth. And I really hope that my work helps you to see that there is no one way to have a positive birth experience just as there is no one kind of birth that is an inherently negative experience. How you feel about your birth is much more to do with how you are treated and how you are supported during and after labour than the actual physical way that your birth unfolds. 
birth is unpredictable and complications can arise and rarely can we have complete control over every aspect of our circumstances. And I'll just share a little bit of the story of one of those clients now. So one of those women that I met, women that I mentioned just now, who said she forgot all about her hypnobirthing and everything just seemed to happen to her. Her labour was induced and she had an unplanned cesarean and she navigated it all with complete trust in her body and her decisions. When I say that it all, when she said to me that it all just happened to her, she didn't at all mean that she was a passenger. She just meant that the experience happened and she went with it. Um, she didn't listen to a single hypnobirthing track but she and she requested to have her baby in theatre. But what she did do at every stage was listen to her body, her instincts, and when induction didn't feel like the right choice for her and her baby anymore, she made an informed decision to do something else, which absolutely everyone has the right to do. Did she have a hypnobirth? No. But that I'm not saying that because don't think those things qualify as hypnobirthing. I'm saying that, I'm saying no because I truly don't believe that there is such a thing as a hypnobirth. She had an amazing positive experience of birth. Hypnobirthing for me is a way of preparing for and supporting yourself through the experience of birth. She was empowered by her experience of learning about birth and her body, learning how to tune into her instincts, learning about her rights and her options and all of that plus a top like a top-notch birth partner she had all of that those things helped her to stay calm and confident and to have this incredible experience on the other hand I've had clients who have worn an eye mask and listened to hypno birthing tracks on repeat from their first contraction to the moment of their baby arriving on their chest some people like to have their partner's recite relaxation scripts. Other people want to be left completely alone. No touching, no speaking. That, that was me. Um, there is no right or wrong way or best way to do labour. It's just about what feels right for you in the moment. Uh, so what I want to offer to you today are three tools that you can use to help prepare your mind for the experience of birth. To try and tell your brain that Birth is nothing to be afraid of. You might be a little nervous about it, yes. You might be super excited. But we really don't need to have this deep-rooted fear of birth that so much of our society has. But I mean, that's a that's a topic for another day. That's a tangent that would go off on there if I started talking about that. Right, so let's get into it. We're going to start by talking about hypnosis. So that's the hypno and hypnobirthing. And... Let's clear something up straight away. That is not something that I do to you or that your birth partner does to you. The hypnosis that we talk about in hypnobirthing is self-hypnosis. And all that really is, is a really deep state of relaxation. For some people, it can be a trance-like state where they are totally switched off with an empty head. For other people, it can be a much more noisy space, lots of internal dialogue. And we all go in and out of states of hypnosis all day long. Reading a book where you get so absorbed in the story that hours have gone by and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, how's it three o'clock? And same thing with a film. 
Uh, a really freaky one that I experience every Tuesday and Thursday, which are my nursery run days. You know when you are driving a really familiar route and then all of a sudden you're home and you don't remember a thing past the corner at the bottom of your nursery road. These are examples of states of hypnosis. Now, during hypnosis, your thinking brain switches off a little and your body just does its thing. Everything is safe and calm. Familiarity plays a really big role here too. And our brain feels able to just dial down a notch and go within. And I'm sure that highlights how this can be such an incredible tool for people to use while labouring, especially after everything we learned about the importance of being calm for our birth hormones. So hypnobirthing tracks, which might be visualisations, guided breath work, guided relaxations, if those are used regularly throughout pregnancy, they can take you back to a familiar state of calm during birth. They act as a cue for your brain and therefore your body to relax. Now, next week we're going to be talking all about creating a relaxation ritual and how to kind of really anchor yourself in the moment. Um, so definitely tune back in for that. But today we're just going to be talking about the actual practices themselves. So the way tracks work is that they send positive messages to your brain about birth. And even if you fall asleep listening to them, your brain is still taking in all of that information and using it to reframe your subconscious, kicking out the bad birth vibes. And I think we can all agree that being asleep is a fairly relaxed state. So that's good as well because it means that they're doing their other really important job, which is to become associated by your brain with a state of relaxation. To get the most benefit from any relaxation tracks, you're best to listen to them in a space where you feel safe and unobserved, as this is where your brain is, in turn, most likely to feel safe enough to be able to switch off. And in time, the tracks that you use will then become associated by your brain with a place of calm and safety. And you can then use them to try and help to restore calm if you're feeling stressed or anxious, be that when you're on your way to appointments, in the car, driving to hospital for birth, or when you're getting into the zone in the birth pool. When we believe that we are safe, we are far more likely to enter birth feeling calm and in control, as well as being far more likely to feel positively about the experience afterwards. And hypnosis tracks may or may not be something that works for you, or it might just feel a little bit uncomfortable to begin with, but it's really worth giving a go and seeing how you get on. Think of them as pregnancy-centered meditations. For some people, the word meditation, as it's become more popular, feels more familiar and a little bit less weird than hypnobirthing tracks. And there we are, just another example of our brains getting in our way. Anyway, I would really urge you to give them a go, but don't fret if you just don't vibe with them. Tracks are just one piece of the puzzle of hypnobirthing. Despite the fact that they get a mention in the name, there are lots of other ways that you can work on getting your brain on side for birth. And so let's move on to talking about affirmations. If you've listened to episode two, then you'll know that these are one of my favourite hypnobirthing tools and what a powerful tool they can be. As you prepare for birth, however you decide to do that, 
I'd love you to just keep the idea of affirmations lodged in the back of your mind because what you'll maybe find is that the more you learn about the physiology of labour and birth, you probably have specific thoughts about your concerns or your priorities. And what I want you to do is to make a note of those and you can then look out for affirmations which centre around those or even better, you can write your own which you can then use to really help you cement a positive belief system around the aspects of pregnancy, birth, parenting, which are of particular importance to you. I want to just share with you now one of my favourite nuggets of wisdom. And it's a quote from a coach called Gabrielle Trainer, and I use it all the time. I just love it. So it goes like this. Beliefs are not set in stone or finite. They can be acquired, recognised and released. They can be planted, nurtured and strengthened and by doing so empower us to thrive and flourish. I just love that. And the sentiment behind it is really at the core of my work in the birth world. Focusing on breaking the cycle of negativity to really believe that birth can be safe, positive really empowering life-affirming experience that it can be an exciting event something to look forward to and celebrate whether that's a vaginal birth a cesarean birth a home birth a hospital birth all birth is worthy of celebration and affirmations are an incredible way of planting new beliefs as well as nurturing and strengthening existing ones and they might also help you to let go of beliefs that are not serving your intention for birth. So some of my favourite affirmations are, I make decisions that feel right for me and my baby. I am strong and capable. Every day my confidence grows. My body and baby are working together. I look forward to telling my birth story. And that last one, really, really is my favourite. Um, I want you to think of affirmations as just cheerleading for yourself. They can be statements that you say out loud, that you listen to, that you read or that you write or a combination of all of these things. Combining them really helps to strengthen the connections in your brain because you're using multiple different neural pathways to input the same message. So affirmations work by what's called Hebb's Law. This is the law of repetition and it's often put simply as what fires together wires together. So the more we force ourselves to think something by repeating a phrase, for example, the more ingrained it becomes in our mind until eventually this way of thinking becomes habitual. And this is why choosing to write your own affirmations can really supercharge their effectiveness because you think of the statement, you use your hand to write it, then you see it written down. And if you speak it aloud, you're not only using your mouth to formulate the words, but you're also hearing yourself say the words. And that's a lot of different centres in the brain all firing together at the same time. And that just helps the thoughts associated with the words to stick. Now, the area of the brain involved with affirmations is called the reticular activating system. And it's the part that links what it thinks is important 
with the belief system in our subconscious. So this guy is the reason that you often don't notice things in your day-to-day life until they are relevant to you. Why once you were trying for your baby or when you became pregnant, you probably saw pregnant people everywhere, baby announcements everywhere. Uh, Why when you get a new car, all of a sudden you see that car all over the roads. When we are continually repeating messages to our brain, the brain thinks that, right, this subject is important and it uses that information to start paying attention for things in life that relate to it. So we're going to finish off today by talking about visualisation. And this is hugely powerful. It's something that you've maybe heard of elite athletes using to help them prepare for events. Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps are, are big fans. But you might have also seen icons like Oprah Winfrey, Will Smith. They've talked about how visualisation has been a really important part of their journey to success. And this aspect of hypnobirthing does tend to get some eyes rolling. And I get it. It sounds weird. But here's how your brain works. If I ask you to think of a colour right now, we're going to stay on brand and we're going to go for pink. If I ask you to close your eyes and think of the colour pink, the part of your brain that would be activated is the part of your brain you actually use when you see the colour pink. Now, when you imagine doing something, It stimulates the part of your brain that would be activated if you were actually having that experience. And an example I quite often use to like show people that this is real is to think about secondhand embarrassment. You know, when someone's telling you a really cringy, awful story and it just makes you feel so mortified that you have to change the subject immediately. Your stomach's churning, you're getting all tense. That's your brain getting confused and thinking that the experience is real, is happening to you in the moment. You know, for being so clever, our brains are actually very easily tricked. So it's for this reason that visualisations can be a really good way of helping your brain to almost rehearse birth. You can think about how things might feel. Who will be with you? Are you in the shower? What music are you listening to? Are you eating? What can you see around you? How are you feeling? Imagine lifting your brand new baby up onto your chest. And if you're someone who can't visualise as in actually formulating the images in your head, you can still use this practice. Just focus on the other senses. Are there things that you can hear, touch, smell? Do you think in words? Or maybe written words work for you. I've had clients in the past who have written their own birth story of during pregnancy and then read it to themselves as a sort of visualisation practice. And if all this is seeming a little bit far-fetched for you at the moment, start by just collecting some birth photos that you like. You'll find really incredible images on Instagram. Some of my favourite accounts are Lee Pettigrew Photography, Amanda Smith Birth, and of course, the brilliant Eva Rosebirth. And I'm going to link those accounts for you in the show notes so that you can scope out their pages and see if you like the vibe. But collecting some photos is a really good start. Maybe you save them in an album on Instagram or screenshot them, save them on your phone. And you can flick through these pictures and imagine yourself as 
the person giving birth in the photo. That's a really, that's a good first step to visualisation. And as you learn more about birth, see more images about birth, you might find that you're able to lean into this a bit more and you can begin to visualise your own story, expand on the journey of bringing your baby into the world rather than just the single snapshot moments. And again, all of this is just about trying to tell your brain that birth is safe and it can go a long way to helping reduce any fear that you might be carrying. Often when we're fearful of birth, we can see cues for this fear everywhere. And what I want to help you do is to reframe that fear by feeding our brains lots of positive information about birth so that our brains start to be on the lookout for more positive birth cues. And then hopefully you'll see more of that in your day-to-day life. And that, again, can all just help to shift your subconscious mindset to one that's a little bit more positive. I really hope that you will find using these tools helpful in preparing for birth. If you have any questions or want to chat about it, please do send me a message. And like I said before, there's going to be that bonus episode released over the weekend, guided relaxation using affirmations. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Right, folks, I'm off to have a wee afternoon nap. I've got a feeling I'm going to be getting the call round about midnight. So I will see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno Walk podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.